Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of Compassion Chats. My name is Tim. Compassion Chats is a podcast hosted by Miguel students for the Compassion Legacy Foundation with the help of Nick Compassion Talk Podcast. We're dedicated to providing strength and hope to those suffering from concussions through sharing experiences. Today, I have a recording of our speaker, Crystal. Uh, Crystal goes by she, her. Um, uh, Crystal is a concussion warrior, a storyteller, an improv nerd, a dog mom, and a dietitian. Uh, Having spent most of her independent adult life dealing with multiple concussions, Crystal tells her story through her blog, Uh, This This Hat is a Helmet and helps others with concussion and brain injury find healing with food and nutrition through her nutrition platform. Um, And you can find her Instagram, uh, which is brain.mind.nutrition. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And hi, everybody. Um, Thank you for having me here today. I am in Ottawa, um, Ontario. Uh, So if you're in Montreal, we're not very far apart. And my partner is from Montreal, so we are there often, (laughs) or we would be in different circumstances. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I also, I always feel the need to tell people that I'm from Winnipeg. You know, you could take the girl out of Winnipeg, but you can't can't take the Winnipeg out of the girl. Kyle's clapping. I feel like we got another Winnipegger there. And Kyle, is that a fig tree? It looks great. (laughs) Yeah, good job. Anywho, um, yeah, so my, my story, my story. Um, yes, I am a concussion warrior and I have had about uh, six concussions and sometimes I say it just depends on how you count them. <laughs> um, I moved here to Ottawa for my internship to become a dietitian, and that was when I like, first moved out of my parents' place and like first was starting my independent life and, um, you know, was, was, yeah, just first starting to adult, as one would say. And my internship was a year long. And at the end of that, I got a, I got a job at the children's hospital, which I loved. But at the same time, it was coming close to about one year that I had officially been working as an adult with an income and so on and so forth. And um, something did feel missing um, 
something did feel missing, something did feel off. And sometimes I feel like it was serendipity. Sometimes I feel like it was the silver lining that, um, you know, something was off and I literally got smacked <laughs> upside the head in a sense, um, because that is when I had my first concussion. And none of my concussions have been anything very heroic. Um, they've all been very silly things of standing up into things or whatnot. Um, I don't usually like to talk about like how my injuries happened, um, but if people ask, I might conjure a story of there was a bus and a kid and I jumped in front just to make it sound a bit more exciting than, you know, laundry, <laughs> which was one of them. Um, but yeah, but, you know, living my adult life for the first time and within, you know, kind of that first year, uh, I had my first concussion. And um, I, I, I worked at a hospital. And so, and I was surrounded by nurses and doctors and, and, you know, and still felt weird to ask. And so I wasn't feeling well. I was noticing I was reading the same thing over and over again um, in my office, this one line just over and over again. And I had headaches and, and a bit of blurred vision. And so I went to talk with one, one of my colleagues and they said, yeah, you know, why don't you go to Emerge? And um, you know, and I did, and that's when they were like, okay, you have a concussion. And I was like, all right, <laughs> not thinking much of it at the time. And I was like, anything I should do or not do? And they're like, well, you know, like, don't do much, sleep, dark place, whatever. And I was like, okay, this doesn't sound like a big deal. <laughs> and off I went. And, um, you know, a few days later, I did quote unquote recover. Um, and I got back into my life and, you know, but as I know now, hindsight being 2020, uh, I was not better. Um, my balance was still off and, and I was trying to get back to a life that was just too much to begin with anyways, working too much, doing too much, not, not doing my self care, not, not doing any of those things. Um, and so in that like first week of like feeling better, I hit my head again. And that is what set me off for like a very, very long recovery. So that first concussion took a year and it was um, as, as horrible as it was at the same time, uh, I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> I learned a lot about the people around me. Uh, and I learned a lot about how much I, I do need to self-care. Um, you know, I don't mind saying that prior to that first concussion, um, part of what I was feeling was off. Um, it was it was actually like mental health problems that I had for a very long time, but never recognized and never got diagnosed until that concussion. And so after that one, I realized, okay, there's, there's more self-care that I need to do for myself. You know, I, I worked in healthcare. <laughs> you would think that we would know. Um, but at the same time, working in healthcare at times was, was like, I felt like I was, you know, giving myself for everyone else. And so years went on and I had more concussions. 
Um, and the last kind of one that's, that's now been long lasting was almost six years ago. I'm coming up on another anniversary, which uh, I think I'll get a cake for. I did before once I, I went to like Dairy Queen and I was like, can you like draw for me like a brain? Like, can you make me a brain ice cream cake? Uh, and they did. And it was, it wasn't like a cartoon brain. Like they, like, you know, they took anyways, it was very beautiful. And there's a picture of it on my Instagram. Um, but in any event, uh, yeah. So I'm coming up on another anniversary, but I can, I can say this. Um, here and now I am the most functional and doing the best I have ever done. And in some ways, I think that I am, have taken care of more things for myself than I would have had I not had the concussion. Um, I feel like the lessons that concussions have taught me took a very long time to sink in. You know, even, even after that first one, recognizing like, wow, I'm doing too much. I'm overworking. I'm not, you know, doing the self-care piece. I, I still very easily fell back into that pattern. And, um, you know, before this kind of last one, it was the same thing. I was working three jobs. Uh, I was, you know, taking care of somebody else's puppy. <laughs> was like I was uh, at the time training for my sport and all of these things and just cramming it in, just cramming as much into life as I could without taking the time. My dog, everybody. Her name is Daphne. She's 10 and a half months old. And I figured she would make an appearance. She usually does. <laughs> hey, Daphne. Yes. I'm saving the P-A-R-K for later today. We didn't go this morning. <laughs> so she's giving me a look. Um, we're going later. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it took a long time for me to, to realize those lessons. And now I feel like I'm realizing them. Now I feel like I'm functioning better than I ever have before. And I feel like there's, uh, I've just got a better idea as what it is I want my days to look like and what it is I want my day-to-day -day life to look like. So, I can say this, that, you know, there was a very, you know, there were definitely times in my recovery where it felt like I was never going to get better. It 100% not just felt like it, I believed it. Because what else can you, because the thing that helps you rationally think is not working well <laughs> in a concussion. Right. So with the brain being low energy and the brain trying to heal and repair, um, it's very easy to believe that it's never going to get better. And it's always interesting to me to like look back at like journals I've written and 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 articles and like my blog. And there are things I read sometimes that I'm like, wow, I I don't actually remember what it was like for it to feel that bad. 
looking back, I'm like, wow, I was really sad. I was really depressed. And I, I actually can't remember that right now. And alternatively, there were times during my recovery where I, I felt horrible and I would read things where I had a great day and I felt great. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I felt that great. So it's, there have been a lot of ups and downs, but, um, but it is so key to have, at least in my opinion, a mindset that it can get better and that whatever is happening right now, it is not forever. It is not what the rest of your life will look like. It is not, um, it is not determining this moment maybe doesn't determine what every single moment will look like in the future. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a rough ride. Um, but this past, wow, how long has it been now? Through this last concussion, I was working at the time that it happened and uh, silly me not had at that time, still not having learned the lesson. Uh, I tried to push through and I tried to keep working and I tried so, so hard. Um, I was trying too hard. And as a result, I burnt out. And so there was a time when um, I was not working. I didn't have a permanent job. So there was no job I was going back to. Um, so there was a time when, you know, I needed to work again. And I entered that with so much trepidation, uh, worrying about what I could do uh, and worrying about working with other people again who may or may not understand that, yeah, like I still have, um, I still have fatigue and I still have uh, like screen time still has to be paced and my day still has to be paced. Um, and so after much searching for a job, I decided that, you know what, uh, I think I will accommodate myself better than anybody else. <laughs> and that's when I started my own private practice. And so now it's been, oh my gosh, has it been a couple of years already um, that I fully stepped into this not knowing how to run a business, not knowing anything about like how to put up a website or, or like at the time I had no idea what Instagram was or how to use it. Um, with, there was, you know, it was so much to learn. Um, but, you know, it's the other people uh, in my life who remind me, they're like, remember a year ago, you still couldn't do this. And, you know, remember a year ago, you were still struggling with this and look at where you are now. So it's amazing to me when people point that out and ask, so where do you think you'll be in another year? And I feel like there was a time when I couldn't even look that far ahead. When I was like, I don't even know what's gonna happen tomorrow, <laughs> never mind a year from now. Um, just getting through the day was tough. Um, but now being in a position where it's like those doors are opening and I can start to see that, oh, wow, where can I be in a year from now is truly amazing. So it's, 
yeah, <laughs> it can be slow. It can definitely be painful. Um, and there's still, I think there's, there's still things I'm working out, but, but be, but learning to live with it and to form kind of a new life from it. Um, not only has it been the most challenging thing to do, it has also been the most rewarding. So I will leave my spiel there and I would love to, I would love to hear other people's voices or uh, take any questions or experiences. Uh, yeah. Today I have Emily, who's also part of McGill Students for the Concussion Legacy Foundation, Nick from Concussion Talk Podcast, along with his co-host Aaron, who is also the coordinator for the Newfoundland Labrador Brain Injury Association, joining me. Um, and uh, what did you guys think about her? Um, sure. I really liked that she wasn't like diet focused. Like at the end, um, someone asked about like her like like most like recommended diet for like concussion recovery and she was just really big on like getting the vitamins and minerals that you need and like all like the stuff that you need um but like within what you can manage like don't use all your energy trying to follow some crazy diet um which I really liked because I've been getting really tired of talking about food on the podcast and having speakers talk about food and really restrictive diets um, so I really like her approach. Emily, Emily's eating, uh, as you're talking about diet, Emily's chewing on something. I don't know what she's eating. But um, yeah, actually, tomorrow, just when this comes out on Monday, tomorrow I'll be putting out a, a podcast did with Stephen Gurr, who's the, can be, who's the uh, nutritionist dietitian at, uh, at Premier, Premier Athletic Sports Medicine Sports, Premier Athletic, and Premier Athletic, Premier Athletic Therapy and Sports Medicine. In St. John's, and uh, so it's kind of appropriate that she's a she talks about nutrition, and uh, I think I didn't get to hear that because I wasn't at the group chat. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously she definitely had experience with concussion. I would like to know what she happened to her other. She said like I've had I had a few more concussions. I don't know what that was. They're just like um, she she told us that she had a few like concussions that were just like um kind of like like hitting her head like doing laundry or like uh just like uh accidents just kind of like silly ones um but she also played sports so maybe some of those other ones were sport related yeah i thought it was funny how she said like a couple times she'd just make up stories instead of like saying like oh i hit my head doing laundry yeah. <laughs> i was just like oh my gosh like that's too funny too because it's like oh, the most basic thing you can hurt yourself in, but it's like, oh, I want to make this sound better. <laughs> which, which is definitely something that a lot of people in the group, like, they're, always, like, if someone asks, like, how you got your concussion, like, um, or, like, a lot of people in the group have, like, uh, when, like, they've talked about how they got their concussion, they're usually really embarrassed about how they got it, because, like, it will be something like, um, like, uh, I was feeding my dog and like I hit my head off the cabinet when I was standing up or like I hit my head off the roof of a car or um, like there's just a bunch of like concussions that people have gotten just from like everyday things and everyone's always really embarrassed to like 
say it because everyone kind of, like everyone else kind of like expects some like crazy dramatic story um so I think her saying that just like really I don't know it just kind of like shows like how like um everyone does kind of feel awkward and weird and embarrassed if there's but, but at, at the same time dude I feel that you gotta like there's a, just it's still a concussion I mean yeah exactly it doesn't really matter how and just that it, it did happen and yeah I mean some of us have some people have better stories than others it's better is like all relative but I mean better is still it doesn't matter really yeah exactly you know yeah and I think that it might have been Alan that said like a concussion and a concussion is a concussion like how you got it is just a story I think yeah. that was Alan that did, yeah. that. Yeah. and uh and like that's so true and like um it like it is just the story like your concussion like you're getting a concussion like you still got a concussion like that's all that actually matters um yeah yeah i think it has to do with the stigma of it too like the idea that in order for something to have gone wrong with you or in order for something to be taken seriously it has to be a big dramatic event and it's like oh i gotta hype this up then so people take me seriously and they understand like it is an injury but it's like no matter what you did like it is valid it is like it has happened so I think like a bit of it is tied to that. I just, it sounds Love so it. funny in a way to be like, I got to play this up, but I know it's coming from a place of like yeah. Yeah. crappy stigma. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think it, it almost like can like, like you minimize yourself a little bit because it's so embarrassing. I feel myself pretty embarrassed every time I say I ran into a wall and knocked myself out. Uh, but as time goes on, like I can laugh about it because like shit happens, right? Life happens. Um, and you know, <laughs> sometimes that seems so stupid and silly, but it just like, it still happened. It still matters. Uh, everything's like valid about it. Um, yeah, it's so silly, but it is, it's almost just like expecting more of yourself, but <laughs> accidents happen. Yeah, um, and I mean, I started to start hearing, so I have nothing important to say to it. No. I think I started listening to, uh, I was going to start, I mean, I started listening to uh, the audiobook last night, the Tao, the Tao of Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Taoism, and it's uh, just basically about this, just like that life happens and just, you can't do this is just how it is and just enjoy life and just the way it is and the comes comes and yeah the quotations and so but you have a also fell asleep halfway through it so you know so, so who knows how maybe it's i didn't know much about thousand or thousand but uh anyway yeah that was actually yeah <laughs> no it's just people injure themselves in so many embarrassing ways but like your brain is so important like no matter what you do to it no matter how you hit it like you shouldn't be embarrassed with that like anything can happen but it is your brain it controls you <laughs> like you gotta yeah. like keep that in mind kind of thing it like this part though reminded me of a story um a friend of mine their little brother broke their arm playing um fishes and whales like <laughs> that game in gym class but so he you like run from one side of the gym to the other and then sharks are in the middle and they have to try to tag you 
And like, so you're either a fish or a whale. So he was running across and he was running super fast, trying to get away from the shark, the other person to tag him. And he just ran into the wall and broke his arm. But instead of like telling like, yeah, I ran into the wall. He was like, people would be like, how'd you injure your arm? So he'd just say shark bite. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of a funny way of reframing it. Like, I guess if you did injure yourself in a funny way, it might be a nicer way to try to like think of the light of the situation, I guess, and give that kind of lie versus like a big dramatic other Other thing. Like, I just wasn't paying attention. I ran into a wall. So like, you can't tell something more exciting, which, yeah. I mean, I was running from a chainsaw. There you go. Coming out of the chainsaw, I ran. There's more exciting than this kid playing like fishes and whales in gym class. Into a wall and broke his arm. But I mean, you think about the person that just like yeah hit their head like getting into their car, getting out of their car, and like how many times? I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've done this my time. Yeah, and most like we all have, right? But. And so it's just like, it's unfortunate that a concussion happened, right? But like, we've all done silly shit, like bending over and just like forgetting the counters right there. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. I'm like, or opening the cabinet. I mean, I've done like some- I always get my head off the corner of my cabinet to my new kitchen. It's (sighs) terrible. It's, yeah. yeah. It's anxiety producing. (laughs) I was was talking Um, to someone that was like an athlete or something, but Sarah concussion came from like just talking with their boyfriend over a coffee and some sore and sitting next to a wall and laughed like laughed to throw her head back and hit it on the wall. And, uh, oh, that's so unfortunate. I mean, my like one of mine was like I I was hanging out with a friend and like I poked him and he was super ticklish and like he like just like headbutted me and I got a concussion. Like, how stupid that? <laughs> but it happens. Guys, that's so funny you say that. The other day, I had this total memory of what I think. I think I got a concussion. I was in fourth or fifth grade. Y'all, y'all know the Wii, right? Like Nintendo Wii. Y'all remember like that baseball game? Yeah. <laughs> like Nintendo Wii baseball. I'm standing there. We're playing baseball, and wham! <laughs> my friend like smacks the hell out of my set I mean I went down on the ground oh. and at that point you know we had no idea what concussions were and I was my I, I was like fourth or fifth grade and oh it, I still can feel the pain and I'm like yeah that was probably a concussion <laughs> like, I, that reminds me of like when I was I would have been a little bit younger like I was probably like grade two or three I was living in Manitoba still um, and we were playing, I had gotten like a pair of golf clubs and like we were playing out in my backyard and my friend walked behind me while I was swinging the club and I knocked her in the head. Yeah, definitely gave her a concussion. <laughs> yeah. This makes me think that a concussion just might be part of the human experience. Honestly. Yeah, I think it's like a requirement. <laughs> um, we probably all got like at least one when we were kids, you know? Oh. Did any sort of outside activity? Yeah. Um, was it? I'm sorry. I'm I'm super out of it today. My own concussion stuff is difficult. I'm focused on my talking. But uh, Taya, guys, do was it her that said yesterday um, that this moment doesn't define future moments? Was that the share? It 
like it was conversation yesterday. I don't know if it was her that said it or it was someone else that said it in the group, but it was a it was discussed yesterday, yeah. Um, Is that what was said? To that extent. Yeah, like that yeah, like that's what yeah, that's pretty much but it was just basically like yeah, like this moment doesn't define the future stuff. Um I'd written a bunch of stuff down. Um yeah, this moment does not like determine all other moments like oh, it was it wasn't her that said it. It was another member of the support group. Um and they were just talking about like riding that wave until like it's done like you just kind of like it'll lift like just kind of go with it. Um Something she said, though, however, was, like, um, like, she started to, like, notice, like, when she's feeling good, and rather than, like, pushing on still, like, she's slowing down, because, like, you know, like, when you're, like, oh, like, I'm feeling good, like, I can do everything, and then all of a sudden, like, you're on your ass, like, you're done, like, you're out, like, uh, she was talking about when she first started working, um, she was back to like basically full time one week, like she'd be doing everything. And then like the next week she'd be like done, like totally out of commission. Um, so just like really working on recognizing like, Hey, like right now, like I'm feeling good, but I need to like take the break or else I won't be like, I need to slow down, you know? Yeah. I think that's brilliant. It's like that. Uh, it makes me think of that saying, which I don't know if it's a real saying, but somebody said to me once, is try to do less than your best. Did you say that to Did someone else? That's Try and do less. Which I know it's like counter. Terrible. I would I, never, ever. That is disgusting. No. That's my life motto. Never oh, do your best. Yeah, Only you average. No, no, because no, listen, you have to do your best. Never do your best. What the hell? No. Hey, Garbage. Hey, never this is the food. type A perfectionist coming out. Is, um, I was about to say your perfectionism <laughs> is hurting me right now. No, best. but it's that was the point. If somebody said it to me when I was being a perfectionist, and I, I oh maybe it was, I don't know who it was, <laughs> but she was like, just just try and do just less than your best. And it's this, like, it was, like, Taya, you even said it yesterday, the, the like, at least eat something, you know? It's Lord, that whole, like, it's, something is better than nothing. Just do it good enough. Lower like, do just less. Yeah. Pardon me? Lower your expectations. Yeah, I don't know how to do that, you know? Like, when I was growing up, like, I, like, before hockey games, like, when I used to play hockey with my stepdad before every game, like, he'd, like, screaming at me like give me hyped up and be like how far and I'd be screaming like all the way like you know like I would like everything had to be you know a hundred percent like if you weren't putting a hundred and ten percent not good enough you're yeah you know um but I've definitely like my mindset has like changed a little bit um but once you added the just less than your best that was a little bit better but never do your best like what the hell look how annoying is that but yeah no just do less. yeah like, <laughs> less. like okay instead of 110 percent, i'll do like 109 90. no not 90 no no no, no. it still no. needs to be like close to 100 I think the whole point is that as perfectionists and not even just perfectionists, as people coming back from a traumatic brain injury, um, we are human. We're never going to account for all the variables that are taking capacity out of us. So our like 
our best is always, not always, but a lot of times it's going to be not realistic, right? I, I think what's more important in this is just more like the, like, like 100% do your best, but take breaks. Like if you're going to work for 25 minutes, do your best in that 25 minutes and then take your break. But see, the way I view it is yeah. that if you're going to do your best, all your best into something, what's left over for you? Well, I'm not saying Ooh. in the thing that you're doing. I mean, do your best taking care of yourself. Do your best when you, like, just do your best. Like, but even if you don't, that's but fine. It, but it's your best, like, what you can do right now. Like, do not... Of your ability, yeah. Like, yeah, like, whatever your best is in that moment, do it. Yeah. yeah. And I, th I think I even think then sometimes though, like you don't reach that. Like if you're like, this is the best I could absolutely do. Like, and you have that idea in your mind already. If you don't reach that, you're already like failing yourself in a way. Yeah. I think, and Taya, I think you're hitting it that spot on. It's like, just do the best that you can do in a moment. I think for myself, uh, one of my patterns is to always, always, always see my best as when I'm have nothing going on in my life oh, and that's yeah, always no. my best I think and so it's a way great. it's a way of me being like oh if I just do just less than my best you know it's good enough the world's probably not going to stop spinning I probably won't fail out of college I probably won't get fired but what it does is it kind of it's like a trick in moments where I'm struggling to where I'm like okay I'm just going to do just less than my best so I can pace myself because in my head, I don't like in the heat of the moment, I'm not always thinking about my best in this moment. I'm thinking my best is my, is when nothing else is going on. But when I'm not in the heat of the moment, it's a lot easier to just be like, oh, I'll just do the best that I can do at that time. So it's just like a mental trick that I've found helpful um, at times. And like that kind of goes with like something that like, uh like uh, one of the classes, like, I mean, we took this class together on like the psychotherapy course this past semester, like the prof was talking about, um, like, it was just kind of like, you compare like your worst self to your best self. And like, you can't do that. Cause like your depressed self is not the same as your non-depressed self. Like you can't compare it. And that's just like how people with concussions compare themselves to what they were pre like injury. Um, and like, you can't do that cause you're not in that same spot. Um, and I definitely compare myself to whatever, like my absolute best was, um, whatever, like the best was, um, and like need to work on the more like the, in the moment thing, like, what can I do in the moment? And I have been getting a lot better at that. Um, but the so thing less than my best, that's like, uh, I can't do that. I'm more like best that I can do right now. Like, what can I give right now? Like, that's the best. Mm -hmm. Just take a nap. Uh, take a nap is the motto. Yeah. And sometimes that's the best you can do is take a freaking nap. That's fine. And when you look freaked out when she started saying the, the uh, last term we did the court, you're like, you. you oh, she probably it. didn't remember it. <laughs> I think I watched all the lectures. <laughs> I think I actually finished watching the lectures two days before the final. I didn't study. For I uh, I watched the lectures as we were 
going through the lectures and um, I read a little bit of the research papers and I wrote it. And yeah. yeah Woo, I just, I don't remember stuff. Um, I, um, yeah, I think in general, I really enjoyed her talk. I enjoyed her talking about, uh, you know, guys, I love the psychology side of stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's so important. Um, and as I'm learning more about psychological stuff in the central nervous system, I'm learning how important the body is in all of it. You know, we can't think our way out of everything. Because uh, a lot of times that connection between thinking brain and emotional brain isn't there with trauma or central nervous dysregulation. Um, and so I think, you know, this practice of pacing yourself is a way to kind of like process that in your body um, in like a healthy way versus putting more stress on your central nervous system. Um, I just really liked her whole message of going, you know, Going with the flow and and letting it happen as it comes. Um, you know, I've talked about acceptance on like every other episode, so I won't dive into it too much. Let's just refer to previous episodes. Listen to old ones. We've reached the point where we're quoting ourselves from previous episodes. Okay, <laughs> love that. Um, Love it. Uh, another something else that so one of the questions that someone asked was just um, like, what were the top three like most influential things in her recovery to get to where she is today? And she like said like um, her mom because like she always picked up the phone like every single night when she'd call her like even when she had like zero to say and she was upset. Um, and then she said like her dog, um, not the dog that she uh, has now like her dog had passed away um but like she was living alone and her dog um bob was uh just like uh like that connection um to like a pet and um having someone else to kind of like take care of who also kind of takes care of you is like really huge and when she said that i was like oh my god yeah literally me with bailey like having bailey yeah, it makes a huge difference. Um, and then, you like, her the, third you thing. the dog and spoke her head out. She spoke her head on screen. And as soon as you mentioned, she said, the dog, her head came on screen in the background. Your cat was, like, looking at you, like, what are you talking about? You, you can't see Bailey. She's over here. She's she can move. She can, she can move. <laughs> she is what? She's just. Whatever. Yeah, I I wish that everyone um, listening to the podcast could see. Uh, uh, yeah, Bailey's also just been really sassy today herself. So, um, but same. Um, but she like her third thing was uh like psychology. Like, um, she was talking about uh. Like, uh, she said, like, when thinking of, like, psychological therapy and, like, having, like, mental health issues that were, like, long, um, like, a long time, like, undiagnosed, um, she, like, dealing with those things was really, really helpful for her. And um, in mindfulness, she also did, like, yoga, and um, that helped with uh, psychological stuff for her as well. Um, And she said, like, her friends that stuck around, um, like they were also a really big part of like the like 
psychology, like mental health aspect of it all. Um, but yeah, um, it was cool. To I think pets cool cure you so much. They, yeah, they truly do. Like if I didn't have Bailey, I don't think I would have survived the last, like I've had her for a little over two years now. I don't think I would have survived the last two years if I didn't have her. Like, um, but yeah, no, pets definitely, definitely make a big difference. Um, but yeah, I really just, I really liked Crystal. Just all in all, I just really liked her. She, yeah. Um, and I was checking out her website and I think it's really cool that, um, she, everything on her website, like she also has it as like audio too. So like people don't have to read it. Um, stuff which is really nice very accessible yeah um it was yeah i really like it um anyone else have anything to add yeah, she inspired a lot of good thoughts yeah definitely definitely all well um thanks again uh to crystal for um coming and talking to the support group on Thursday um, and thanks to Nick for helping us do the podcast and Emily for joining. Um, we'll have a new podcast posted Monday morning. Our upcoming podcasts can be found on concussiontalk.com, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple podcasts. You can find more information about our group on concussionmtl.com. Our peer-to-peer support group is free and open to everyone. We hold four weekly meetings on Zoom. We're always looking for Thursday morning speakers. And also, we have officially started our book club. Um, and even if you guys missed the first meeting, um, you guys can still join the group. Uh, there will be notes from the first meeting and everything. Thanks for listening. Bye. Head Check Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada who rely on Head Check to improve communication and optimize care. Visit headcheckhealth.com for more. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. W www.bensound.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.